What's up, Internet? You're tuned in to episode 30 of the Video Game Pals, the Pals Network's weekly video game podcast where a group of lifelong gamers get together to talk about video games, the news, and how it all makes us feel. I'm your host, Pete and Bessie, joined as always by my ever-present co-host and antagonist, Mr. Andy Brown. They call me the Waluigi of human beings. <laughs> the Edgelord with the Heart of Gold, Mr. Robert Thompson. I met two new kittens this week. <laughs> and the Guildmaster himself, Mr. Sean Barley. Hello, hello. Sean, how many kittens did you meet this week? 0.0. That's... Why the point? Have you ever met a percentage of a kitten before? (laughs) I I met a cat's butt this week, but I didn't get to see his face. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, uh, unfortunately, the eSports Peggy... The eSports Peggy, Jesus Christ. The eSports Dynamo Peggy Ford uh, was unable to join us this week due to some unforeseen circumstances, but she'll be back soon enough. Um, so before we get into the meat of the show, we're going to talk a little bit about what we're playing this week. Um, I've got just something real light to, to talk about before we get into the to the meat of it. But uh, I picked up Pokemon Ultra Moon um, on release day back on, what, I guess two days ago at this point for the recording. Ooh, how is it? Um, so far, so good. I really haven't gotten too far into it um, to be able to have like significant impressions, but I am already starting to see little things that are different here and there. Um, like, even in the incredibly fucking long introduction to that game. How hell does your hand feel right now on a scale of 1 to 10? 11. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, Ooh. Uh, it's still... Is, uh, is Lex getting jealous? Like, <laughs> you're out here holding hands in public with Pokemon Ultra Moon. I mean, she gets it. She knows Pokemon was my first love, you know? Oh, she knows she's the side piece? <laughs> love you, Lex. If you're listening to this... <laughs> Don't kill me. I'd like for to think of side piece. I'd like to think of them more like sister wives. <laughs> um, HBO's Big Love, starring Pete and Bessie. Exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I uh, I'm I'm really excited to jump back into the game. You know, I I had a lot of fun with with Sun and Moon, or I guess just Sun because that's what I played. Um, but I picked up Moon this time around because I wanted to a you know just get the other side of the coin, and also I was more interested in the legendaries that they uh, brought back for this one. I know I can get like Lugia and Kyogre and all that stuff. So um, yeah, I don't know. Inferior Ho and Inferior Groudon. Sorry, I'll stop. You're such a <laughs> you're such a trash panda. Uh, so I'm 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 looking forward to putting some more time into it, but uh, that's pretty much all I've got about it so far. But I did pick it up, and I'll have some more thoughts on it in the uh, weeks to come. I'm sure. Um, anybody else have it? Oh, Sean. Yes, yes. I have an announcement to make. What do you got? After 400 and XX amount of pulls and five weeks of wiping, my guild has finally killed Kill Jaden and completed oh the most recent tier what? of World of Warcraft rating. Fuck yeah, man. That's awesome, dude. Yes. Congratulations. Thanks. Uh, it was hard fought. Uh, my guild is all sore and tired, um, but we are happy. We're happy we finally got it done. Uh, that was good enough for a realm rank of nine. Holy shit! United States rank of one hundred and eighty-two, nice. and a world rank of six hundred and seven, which wow, is the man. best finish we've ever had in our entire time as a as a guild. And I'm extremely proud, dude. That's a badass. Damn, dude. So, like, what's next? I mean, so, is there anything? Uh, yeah, so we get a little bit of a break. Um, we have about a week 
where it's kind of just like go back, re-clear, and then not play. Um, <laughs> but then after that, the new tier of rating comes out. So my job now becomes get ready for that. Uh, you know, look up all the bosses because some videos are are out. Uh, players have recorded video along with some strategy discussion about how to do them. So my responsibility is to take a look at all of that, combine every bit of information that I can find into some strategies that will work so that our first week is as smooth as possible. And of course, to recruit new players um, to kind of tool up a little bit our roster. So, Oh yeah, did you have some people you needed to replace or something or is that just a regular thing you do? Um, at the end of every tier, you, you generally have to find a couple of people just because, um, you know, if when you're doing this, burnout is real and people do kind of fall behind or fall on the wayside. Uh, and so, um, there are a couple players who decided to quit and then one player who I actually ended up having to kick from the guild, which is oh. an interesting story. Yo, oh, wait, boy. what happened? Can you tell us? <laughs> Just tell us. Uh, we don't, we're not, we yeah. don't use names. Fuck it. They don't watch. Sure, sure I'll, I'll tell you. Uh, so, this particular Drama! player <laughs> is a... She, she is a priest. She played a priest. Uh, and she was in the guild for about eight months. Uh, from about the two-month point on, she was drama. She had problems with a lot of different raiders... Constantly going back and forth with people, bickering, coming to me and complaining about people, which, you know, people have problems with each other. That's a natural thing. But it was to a degree that was very annoying. Uh, having to manage personalities is probably the least fun part of what I do, but it was made worse by this person. Uh, and then, to top it off, she was bad. Uh, <laughs> relatively bad, right? Like, she was good enough, or she would be good enough to be in most guilds. but not good enough to be in our guild uh she as andy would love to say or as andy usually says she stood in the fire (laughs) oh yeah like literally are you just using this as a figure of speech now literally but then like every other kind of like scenario that equates to standing in fire she did that you know um (laughs) and so i let it slide because she's a nice person sometimes uh and, and replacing healers is hard to do so, ultimately, on our the second to last week of our progress on Kill Jaden, uh, she she, she oh, was boy. really playing badly, like really bad, and she said that she had a uh, a headache. And all right, fine, people get headaches, whatever. Maybe that could be affecting your performance. So at some point, she says, "Oh, I have a migraine." So whatever, she has a, a, a migraine. Um, after a pull, right? So we wipe. And we wiped in part because she uh, there's a mechanic on Kill Jaden that causes you to fall off the map. If you failed, you get thrown off the map. You're on a you're on a ship in space and you get knocked off. And uh, so she she died. And at the end of the poll, I said we wiped because someone else made a mistake and because this individual got knocked off the platform. So conveniently, right after I said that, she leaves the group and hurts out of the instance. And I'm whispering her like, "What the hell?" 
The next day, she gets on Discord and says, hey guys, sorry, uh, I had a migraine, I couldn't see out of my right eye, and I just needed to go, and I told my boyfriend to let you guys know, but, you know, I guess he didn't, and the Raiders were pissed. My other Raiders were mad. I had to find someone to replace her, which wasn't easy to do, because our, our roster was sort of locked, since I'm only letting certain people in for the boss. Uh, and so it was tough to replace her. Everybody was mad at her. And even her friends were telling me, look, you need to get rid of this person. This is the last straw. Oh, and so I did. I pulled her aside. I said, look, uh, you have done this more than once. At this point, it's a lack of respect for me and the rest of the people you play with. You put us in a bad spot and you don't care. On top of that, your performance has been really poor. And no one can tell you anything about it because you get belligerent. And we're at the point where I'm not willing to continue to do this. So you got to go. And that was it. Damn. Nice. Yeah. Yo, sometimes it's how it is, man. You can't be hanging with people that can't keep up when you're trying to fucking be number six or seven. Right. <laughs> exactly, uh, man. You got to do what you got to do. Can't just be standing in the fire. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, but <laughs> so a lot what of I hear is you're looking for a paladin. Definitely not looking for a paladin because oh. I'm the paladin. Oh, sorry. Uh, a priest. She was a priest. She's a priest. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Kind of the same thing in my head. Um, <laughs> priests with plate. Paladins are priests with plate. Yeah, yeah. So what I hear is you're looking for a priest. Yeah. I happen to know a guy who's got zero hours, zero minutes of World of Warcraft experience. Oh, who might just want to come stand in some fire for me because it sounds like that's what she did. <laughs> well, let's talk. <laughs> <laughs> I will whisper you later. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So uh, if you want to let in, the... sorry. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't talk today. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Sorry, I had some games I played, but it's okay. You want to skip over that? Oh, I'm sorry. Did you... It's right. fine. All right, no, fine, shit... fine, Thompson. Go ahead. What do you got? The shit I did doesn't matter. I never got to talk about Horizon. You son of a bitch. Oh fuck! Oh my god! This is the most <laughs> important segment we'll have all day. Okay, no, not even that. So whatever. I played Horizon. It's fucking great. Go fuck yourself for not letting me talk about it. Uh, I was in, I was on vacation for a week, and I played Gundam Versus with my friend, and there is 97 fucking suits in this game, so it's not copy-paste shit. I thought everything was going to be really, like, crappy. It's, like, 90 of the 97 are unique. God uh, damn! Do you remember, like, crazy. a game where you used to, like, play and unlock stuff without DLC? And, like, it's, like, buy, you know, buy this stuff by playing the game. And I'm like, oh, shit, that's what this game's like. There's, like, a hundred strikers to get, which are, like, assists and shit, and, like, my god. Great game. Um, That's too much Gundam. But, back to Horizon. But, um, yeah, no, and then, like, the other thing, I got uh, Horizon 4, uh, which is, like, a World War II simulation game, and it's, like, the Paradox Engine shit from, like, Crusader Kings and Europa Universalis, which I may have mentioned to you guys, I don't know. Um, It's really fucking stupid. You can make anything happen, like, America is now communist by, like, 1939. Like, it, you can really fuck up the world, so... If only. You can do it in this game. It's fun. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Pete, Horizon? You want to talk about that, I guess? Uh, you know, maybe maybe just a little bit. Okay, let's talk about it. <laughs> Horizon sucks. Yo, you fucking it, suck. Get it, get it. It's fucking it. great. Kid. It's so... It's just, like, unbelievable. Like, goddamn it. Like... It combines every stupid trope I love, you know, like post-apocalypse stuff, like sci-fi shit, um, robots that Dinosaurs. you know you can't you can't trust robots. Like there you go, that makes a lot of sense. They're all evil. Um, I mean, and just like the combat's fluid. Everything about the exploration is really fun. It feels like they took like the open world concept and like you know actually filled it, which is nuts. 
Uh, it never feels boring when you're traveling. Uh, shit, man. It's great. So wh- where are you in the game at this point? I'm at least like 80 or 90% in. Awesome. Okay, I, cool. I have explored like everything and I'm, I think I'm on the last level of it. I'm just kind of doing some side shit. You got to finish that shit up so I can play the DLC. <laughs> I couldn't get it to work on the trip because the, uh, it was like some, something about the, the game disc like corrupted on like the, that PlayStation. So yeah, I remember you were saying you're having some trouble playing it on, uh, yeah. on your friends. I was going to, I was going to finish it, but I couldn't. So I'm going to finish it up this week. Cool. Great. Awesome, man. Well, I'm really glad you're enjoying it, and uh, I'll look forward to talking to you about it during our Game of the Year discussion. Preliminary Game of the Year for me. Awesome. Glad, yeah. Glad, <laughs> really glad to hear that. What's up? What's up? I might have to join the club. Sorry, Andy. <laughs> All right. So if you guys want to let us know what you're playing this week, give us a random question of the week, or just say, hey, you guys can write into the show at thevideogamepals at gmail.com to hear your thoughts right on the air. Uh, you guys can also hit up our sister show at the Comics Pals wherever your social media is sold to stay up to date on all the stuff we've got going on here at the Pals Network. Um, and if you guys are an audio listener, we would really appreciate it if you guys would give us a like on your platform of choice. If you really want to help us out, head over to iTunes where we're currently a five-star rated podcast. Give us a rating that you think we deserve. Hopefully, another five-star. If you're on that six. <laughs> if you're on YouTube, you can do us a solid. Uh, like the video. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. And uh, check out Pals Play. We've got another episode of Mario Odyssey up this week. And um, last but not least, the best thing you guys can do to help out the show is to, you know, share it with your pals. Let them know that we're out here doing this show, that you enjoy it, and uh, that you think they might enjoy it too. So with that, I've got a random question of the week. Solid. Solid. Nice. <laughs> so in the spirit of uh, the all the news around Star Wars Battlefront 2, which we'll be talking about in our meat and potatoes... Uh, I wanted to ask you guys if you could see any character from the Star Wars canon or legacy make it to Battlefront 2 as, uh, you know, a character in the future, one of the downloads. Who would it be? I have a very easy answer to this. Hit it. Uh, Revan from the Old Republic. Yeah? All right. Why is that? (laughs) Revan is one of the best characters ever in Star Wars. Uh, His story is amazing uh and one of the things that kept me a star wars fan throughout the you know not so great prequels um and i've always i I guess because of that game i've always looked for him and wanted to know what they're doing with that character um obviously his story has continued in the old republic uh mmo which unfortunately i haven't kept up with because i don't play the game but um being able to play as him in a game like Battlefront 2 would be extremely cool. And for my money, there really isn't any other Star Wars character that I would like to play as except maybe Kreia from uh, The Old Republic 2. Mm. It was also very awesome. Respect. It's it's funny because I feel like that's like that sounds like a, a kind of out there answer. But it's like, I mean, EA owns those characters. You know, like they own Bioware and they, I don't know, like, I feel like. I feel like that's not impossible for us to see somebody from the old Republic. I mean, he's literally in their other Star Wars game. Right. You know, so it's, so like, it's not. That'd be cool. Uh, Thompson, you want to go? Yeah, it's easy uh, for me because I was going to say Revan, but then you reminded me of Kreia. So Kreia is my pick. Because right. uh, after that one podcast we had like ages ago where Sean showed me that video explaining like Kreia's deal, uh, I fell in love with, with that character. So I, I have to cool. pick her. 
Yep, she's she's probably the best Star Wars character ever. She's not as well known as all the other ones, but she's the the most she's the character most full of depth of any Star Wars character. So yeah. Ooh man, that's a that's a big claim. <laughs> Dude, if you if she you has, check it out. She has a really interesting story, man. She does have a really interesting story, but you know who's got a really interesting story and should just be in any Star Wars release ever again? Kyle Katarn. I had a feeling hey. you were going to go there. How'd you know? <laughs> Is it because I don't shut up about Jedi Knight? But it's a great game. <laughs> Yeah, um, the Jedi Knight series is one of my favorite series across gaming. Um, Jedi Outcast just edges out uh, Knights of the Old Republic for best Star Wars game in my book. And I love everything about who Kyle Katarn is and the goofiness in his story where like he started as a Han Solo ripoff in uh, Dark Forces. He was a imperial like academy student turned smuggler who left the empire because he couldn't deal with like the morals of what they were doing which is literally han solo's story also and then when he learned about the force he turned into luke on steroids but still kind of an asshole (laughs) like I don't know, the idea of just, like, gets tempted by the dark side and says, fuck this whole Force thing is really silly and I love it. And it only makes sense in terms of, like, resetting it so you have to regain your Force powers across the second Jedi Knight game, but hey. Doesn't mean he can't work here. It would be stupid fun to just have him back in uh, Battlefront 2. Although... I'm probably not going to play Battlefront 2, so... <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so I have I have two joke answers, but they're also things I'd seriously love to see. So I want Is one of them see- Jar Jar? No, but one of them is definitely Wado. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. You can have that one. <laughs> I would love to see Wado fucking flying around with a blaster gun. <laughs> oh, and he... <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> yes, five thousand percent. And I want to see an alternate skin for Lando. That's young Lando, and it's just like a poorly like NBA two K like face scan version of Donald Glover. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's it for me. <laughs> All right, guys, so if you want to write in with your own random questions, remember you can hit us up with them at thevideogamepals at gmail.com, and uh, you'll have them right on the air. We would love to hear them. So with that, I guess it means it's time for... The news! The news! We talking about the news! The news! The news! We talking about the news! A swig of seltzer. (laughs) Swig of seltzer. (laughs) 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 Sounds, Sounds like... Thompson, uh, if we ever get a, a deal with Seltzer, you know, a Seltzer yeah. company, it's like, oh, I guess that means it's time for a nice drink of a ice cold LaCroix. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, I Thompson. don't even drink LaCroix, but that's cool. Thompson, new, uh, new podcast pitch for you right now. Yeah. Launching January 1st, Andy and Thompson are the Seltzer Pals. That's fine. I'm in. <laughs> I'm enthusiastic about my drink. 
It's I'm time high. for the random question of the week. Do you prefer your seltzer with or without flavor infusions? That's the <laughs> random question every week because that's the only seltzer-related question I can think of. <laughs> Guess and we can just, talk about like seltzer stock. You just do reviews. <laughs> just do reviews live on the air. Just drink seltzer. That's All right. cool. I can do that. <laughs> that's the dream. <laughs> All right, so we've got a pretty light news week for the first time in what feels like forever, but uh, what we've got on here is uh, pretty meaty, so let's get right into it. Um, so we got the nominees for the Game Awards this week, um, and uh, I just wanted to talk about it a little bit because it's just a really fucking tight lineup this year, man. You know, it, it's just really, it's cool to just look at the kind of nominees and see what a hot year this has been, you know? Um, so... I thought I thought we'd look at a couple of the couple of the big boys, you know, and girls. But uh, so for game of the year, we've got uh, Breath of the Wild, Super Mario Odyssey, uh, PUBG, Persona Five, and Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh Jesus Christ! Just like <laughs> I feel like it's hard to argue with that list. That's yeah, that's I tight. I don't feel like that any of those games don't deserve to be in the running, and I don't. I can't really think of another game that should be. Um, yeah, I can't think of another game that should be, but I will argue against PUBG being in the running because, like, it's great and it's definitely the the crossover cultural smash out of nowhere of the year. And, like, the other four games on here were going to be big, right? Yeah. But, like, I don't know, PUBG, like, A, isn't really out yet. B is garbage. C is really fun. <laughs> B is garbage. <laughs> I mean, it will be fully out by the time... Uh, yeah, it like comes fully out next week, but... Yeah, I, I think it fully... The nominations already happened, damn it. I think it fully comes out about six days before the Game Awards, so... <laughs> I'm, I'm firmly with Andy. I think it is crazy that a game that is not out is on this list. And I get why, but it's a joke. You, you, you can't get celebrated for making a game... That is not even released. Like it's not out. It's it, how is this possible? It, it's like it's so tough because I I get where you guys are coming from, and you're definitely not alone in that. I think it's been a kind of hotly contested thing, but I feel like what does like out mean anymore? Right? Like 1.0 isn't out, but like the game's been available. It means it's out, Pete. That's not like. <laughs> but it's we we played it all year. <laughs> So like, is it? But it's an early access title, man. Like... I, yeah, but I don't know. It's like it's a. I don't know. I feel like. When I think about the game that was talked about the most this year, it was Player Unknowns. Do I think it deserves to win Game of the Year? Absolutely not. Do I think it deserves the nom? Yeah, I, I think maybe so. I don't know. I don't think it deserves the nomination. Even if, if you talk if it, about it, yeah. Like, No Man's Sky got talked about a lot, but it didn't deserve a nomination. That game sucks, though. <laughs> I know, that's if my it, point. If it doesn't deserve to win, then why should it be nominated? That's yeah, crazy. Exactly. And, and on top of that, if, if this game were just in beta... No one would, no one would do this if it were just call. If they were just calling it beta and you couldn't buy it or anything like that, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be nominated. Yeah, but that's the different. <laughs> How is that different? Because you can buy it and play it. The game is not out. <laughs> but I paid money it's not for out. it. I put like hours into it. Like it's so out. What? I can it's, play it's it. not out. It is not out. <laughs> it's not out. I've played it should be games. <laughs> I've played games that were in beta that you could play. But they weren't out. They weren't out. They're not fully fleshed games. This is not a fully fleshed game. It should be Cuphead. I, all right. 
I mean, you guys, you guys all f- s- clearly feel very strongly about this. Uh, I mean, I, was, I don't I was really strongly about so it. Controversial. Um, but I do think it should be Cuphead. I'm going to say that three times in 40 seconds. I don't, I don't disagree with that. I mean, I think there are plenty of other games that, that I guess you could, you could slot in there instead. But I mean, I think realistically, like to, to answer your one point, Sean, um, if it, if I don't think it will win, why does it, why should it be nominated? Like, I don't think Persona really deserves to win either. I think it deserves the nod, but it's like, no, that's not what I said. You said it, you said it doesn't deserve to win. Oh, okay. So I said, right, if it doesn't yeah. deserve to win, how does it deserve a nomination? That's fair. Okay. All right. All right. All right. You and especially in the year we're talking about, right? Twenty seventeen. That's we've real. talked on this show many times about how what an amazing year for games this was. So to me, that's unfair to all the all the all the games that actually came out that were stellar. That's a good point. All right. I see this as a as a hype move. They, 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 they want people to watch because it's PUBG and it's a popular game. So they threw it on here. That's how, I mean, maybe that's a little bit of a conspiracy theory, but that's what I think. I don't know, dude. I, I really do feel like the game deserves the nod because of what a big impact it made on the industry this year. But I definitely see where you guys are coming from. And I think there are plenty of other awards they could have given it a nod for, you know, instead of uh, Game of the Year. Yeah, like best unreleased game. <laughs> <laughs> it, like scrolling through, it's it's nominated for a bunch of stuff that like it makes more sense for. I think. Yeah. Um, like uh, best multiplayer on, like, game, right? I think. No, I get down there. Yeah, uh, best multiplayer game, best ongoing game. Yeah, which, which like that's that's legit. That's fair. Yeah. Um. It doesn't look like they actually have a best multiplayer game, does it, do they? No, it doesn't. Huh. But yeah. Um, yeah. All right, guys. That's that, all right. Fine. Fair enough. I get. I get it. I think. I think you're making strong points. Um, oh, they do have a best multiplayer. Okay. It's nominated. It's just far down. Yeah, it's it's way down. Uh, I do think like when you look at like best game direction, right? There's a couple other games I guess I could see slotted in here, like Wolfenstein Two and um, Resident Evil Seven. Both got the nod for uh, best direction, um, as well as Zelda Odyssey and Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, I have a feeling Horizon's gonna take this one because I don't think they're gonna give it Game of the Year, and I think they're gonna want to give it a con- like a consolation prize award. That makes sense. Yeah, um, I could see that. How does it feel to like look at this and know it's gonna be Zelda? It might be Mario, man. I think it might be I don't Mario. Think it, yeah, I, Mario Odyssey is pretty fucking hot. Like I know so. we all have like hot Mario Odyssey stuff, but like I don't know the the consensus seems to be Zelda for the people who vote for this kind of thing. And like if I were voting, I'd vote for Persona, right? Um. <laughs> I could really see Mario being an upset. I feel like Zelda is the expected winner. I feel like Mario is the only other thing that could dethrone it. Yeah, I, I think Zelda will probably win, but if Mario won, I wouldn't be terribly surprised. Granted, I haven't played these games, but just in terms of the way they're being spoken about. Yeah. However, I do want to point out that there is a category for which Player Unknown's Battlegrounds is perfect for. Most anticipated game 
All these oh, wow, games yeah. on this list aren't out yet. That's we got Spider Man, <laughs> God of War, Red Dead Two. PUBG should be there. It's not out. It comes Why out not? in December though. Like and it's already game. But it's anticipated. Yeah. You guys are crazy. Anti- I mean, it's anticipated. You're crazy. It's You're crazy. You're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I, I did want to also look at uh, best independent game. We've got um, Pyre, Night in the Woods, Cuphead, uh, and What Remains of Edith Edith Finch, and uh, Hellblade: Senua's Sacrifice, which I thought was weird because it's made by Ninja Theory. It's like I wouldn't necessarily call that an indie game, but uh, I hope Cuphead takes this one. Oh yeah, like I wouldn't mind seeing Night in the Woods. That game's really good too. I haven't played that one yet. Um, I do want to try that and Edith Finch before the year's up. I don't think I'm going to get around to Pyre or Senua's, but um, yeah. both of those are games I really want to try and get before before this so I can have a, a good opinion. But, I mean, I love Cuphead. Um, I still haven't finished it, but that's definitely one of my favorite games of the year in a year that, like Sean said, is absolutely fucking stacked. Honestly, the interesting categories for me are less like best X game and more... Like, the best art direction, best score, best narrative? Yeah, the the best narrative one, I think, is going to be an interesting conversation. Um, um, I've seen a lot of talk about the Nier Automata narrative. I haven't played that. Um, Wolfenstein 2 has a lot to say, also. I feel like Wolfenstein um, takes it. Yeah, I think that's going to be the big win for Wolfenstein. Hmm. Because especially just looking at the conversation that's been around it, you know, like, how much... Yeah. Like, not just the people who are fans who are playing it, but specifically, like you said, the people who vote about this kind of thing, who are just going on and on about how quality the story is. Yep. I feel like um, on the best art direction and score music ones, Cuphead and Persona split in some way. Yeah, I think they both make a compelling case. I could see, you know, Zelda or Mario getting those two though well uh mario's not nominated for art direction only for music yeah yeah um, mario's nominated for music zelda's and for both. like zelda's for both i've played a lot of mario and zelda and persona and cuphead and like mario and zelda don't always have the music being as like crucial to the experience as persona and cuphead do yeah I think you're right. I think Cuphead takes art, Persona takes music. Uh, yeah, I w- wouldn't be surprised to see that. Um, also, wouldn't be too shocked to see it the other way around. Yeah, yeah, I think that's possible. Or or Cuphead wins both. I I feel like both Persona and Cuphead are going to have to get something. So. Yeah, I mean, Persona is nominated for best role-playing game and game of the year which means it's going to win best role-playing game yeah that's true especially considering that's an awful category this year yeah and i mean cuphead's gonna take indie yeah oh yeah so cuphead might win best action game that would be really cool i'm also really excited to see life is strange on here twice i want to i really want to see it pick up an award uh with it's got they got games for impact and um what was the other one I don't see it, actually. Uh, hmm. You know what? I Maybe it was only the one. Either way, um, I'd like to see it pick that up. I feel like 
it's the most recognizable name on that list by a lot. But I don't know. I feel like that's also one where a lot of times, like, the out-of-nowhere indie will pick it up. So, like, Night in the Woods, probably, if it if it doesn't get indie because of um, Cuphead, I could see that taking it. Oh, man. The, the best debut game category is way down at the bottom and is fucking contentious. Holy shit. Slime Rancher, which came out of nowhere. Hollow Knight. Uh, Mr. Shifty, which is apparently good, but I haven't played it. Yeah, I've heard that. Cuphead and Golf Story are all up against each other. Which, that like, is really tight. Those games are all good, yeah. Sean, what's your read on best fighting game? Right, so... It's a really tight one this year. What's really interesting about this category, and and it, it's, it's actually interesting about a few of the categories, is... um. Fighting games have a shelf life now, and a lot of games do, that's longer than a year. So, for example, uh, Street Fighter just kind of launched its its new revamp. So, But that game is older than a year. So it's disqualified for this award, but I kind of feel like it's one of the best fighting games of the year. Mm. Um, so that's a little weird. But other than that, I mean, Tekken 7 is an incredible game. Uh, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite is good. I wouldn't say that the talk around it is um, super positive, um, just because a lot of people have had negative feedback about the way the game looks and stuff like that. It's a good game. Uh, For my money, the winner of this category is Injustice 2. Now, to be fair, I play a, a fair bit of Injustice 2, but when it comes to fighting games... A lot of the focus has been on this game, uh, just because it's such a marked improvement over Injustice Part One. Fixed a lot of problems from that game and represents itself as a—I uh, hate to use this kind of language—but a legitimate fighting game. Mm. Um, the DLC keeps people excited. We've got the Turtles on on the horizon. Hellboy just came out, so there's, it's it's a really tight fighting game that a lot of people are talking about, and I would not be surprised if it won this category. I want to see it go to arms. <laughs> oh please! Uh, it'll never. That's ever, when I'll know this is bullshit. It'll if, ne- if PUBG, ever happen. If PUBG and Arms win their respective categories, <laughs> I'll know this is trash. Uh, but I, I did want to point out one other thing about the uh, best esports uh, player. So on this list, this list is ridiculous because on this list is Faker, who is from SK Telecom One. Uh, for League of Legends. Now, Faker, basically, uh, I don't want to say he's through, but he didn't show up at Worlds at all in, in, in League of Legends. And he was supposed to be the superstar of his team. But he played like trash. Meanwhile, you have Sonic Fox, who plays Injustice 2 and Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, is the best fighting game player in the world right now, and isn't recognized here at all. That's crazy. Fighting games are esports too, and that's uh, you that's can fair. follow at Sean Soapbox for more uh, hot takes like this about all the things that get Sean fired up. Best strategy yeah. game: Total War Warhammer Two. Nah, <laughs> what's that? That Rouse game that Andy likes? Oh, yo, Tooth and Tail. That's yeah, there. It's yeah, it got, yeah, it got that's, recognized. That's too. one of them. Pretty yeah. Cool. Um, and then I guess just the last one I want to touch on before we move on, uh, unless anybody else has anything they wanted to talk about. 
Um, not really. Cool. Uh, yeah, um, the last one I play, wanted oh, play no. Persona. <laughs> play Persona. <laughs> uh, the last one I wanted to touch on was just um for a trending gamer. They kind of pick out like you know um an influencer, member from the media, something like that to uh, highlight every year. And uh, Andrea, Andrea Renee from Kind of Funny Games Cast and What's Good Games is up for it this year, and I'm a huge fan of her, so go give her a vote. Um, but yeah, so I'm real excited. Not necessarily just for like the TGAs, but just for like, I'm real excited to get into our Game of the Year discussion later this year and everything. I think it's going to be really fun. And uh, the TGAs always end up getting some kind of major announcement. Like, I know Last of Us got announced there back in, like, 20-whatever, you know? Um, 11? Something like Persona that. Persona 5 Switch! I, something like that, I think, totally makes sense. Like, I, I think uh, getting an announcement like that is not unheard of. Nintendo often does something at the show. Sony often announces something at the show. Like, there, there could be a big pop from this. Um, so, we'll see. I would, I would love a Game of the Year version of Persona on the Switch. I'd be so much more likely to actually finish that fucking game if it was on the Switch. <laughs> um, so moving on to some entertainment news. Uh, Deadline is reporting that t- Fox 21 and Hulu have teamed up for a television series based on the Hitman franchise by IO Interactive. So the reason this is really interesting, I think, is because the show's pilot is going to be written by Derek Kolstad, uh, or Kolstad, who's the creator and writer of the John Wick series. Oh, neat. So it's like, oh, all right. Yeah, and yeah, he's going to be executive. He's going to be executive producing it. Um, there's not really anything else about it beyond that, but that sounds like a match made in heaven. Oh yeah, yeah. and maybe because it's not a movie, they have the time to actually make it. You know, not like shitty. Yep. Yeah, I, I, mean, like, I think uh, a Hulu or HBO Netflix series is absolutely the best place for an adaption like this, and it sounds like they've got a good team. So this is one to keep an eye out for. I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely watch that pilot. Yeah. Um, I uh, I definitely... It'll be interesting to see how involved he is beyond the pilot. You know, if he's just an EP. But, I mean, shit. Like, I'm sure he'll put the right people in charge of it. Could be good. Could yeah. be good. I, I can't bring myself to care about that at all, to be honest. Have you never seen John Wick? No, but oh my god, go see John Wick. Stop recording this podcast. Watch John Wick <laughs> right, right now. See you later. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely incredible. Go do it. It is. You're free. Uh, it's this decade's uh, born identity. In that, it is having an immediate effect on how action movies are shot. It's excellent. It's so weird. But it's the Hitman franchise, though, and so do we care about the Hitman franchise? Uh, I don't. <laughs> I don't either. But I mean, this could this could be good just for like a show thing. I don't care the fact that it's based on a video game, you know. Yeah, I don't. Right. I'm not personally invested in the Hitman franchise, but I know the most recent Hitman game that uh, IO put out as like kind of like an episodic thing is, is supposed to be fucking amazing. Um, so there's definitely an, an, an audience out there for it. I don't know if it'll necessarily speak to me, but I mean, if it's like a tight spy action assassin show, like. I don't know, that could be cool. The like the timed assassinations they did for that were really cool. Just as a concept. Um, I never played it. But they did like uh they would do like event weekends where they'd put out a level and you would have one shot to assassinate like the target of the week. What? Yeah. That's really cool. And wasn't it like celebrities sometimes and stuff? It was like sometimes celebrities, yeah. 
Um, it was really interesting. Yeah, that game Let's got a see. ton of love. I know that much. Um, but yeah, so while we're on the subject of video game adaptions, uh, we also got our first peek at the upcoming Rampage movie starring Dwayne The Rock, the Tooth Fairy Johnson. Uh, and at the time of this recording, it's still the number 10 trending video on YouTube. So, uh, definitely getting a lot of, a lot of love or, you know, getting paid to be bumped up there maybe. But, um, so I wanted to ask, spicy. what did you, uh, hi, yeah, spicy hot takes. What did you guys think about this trailer? It's fucking trash. <laughs> that did a rampage on my brain. It was just awful. Like my eyes bled a little. You know, it, it wasn't that bad, but like, dear God, like it doesn't have anything that in a movie where there's giant fucking monsters and shit. How am I not interested? You know, like that's that's bad if you can't hook me. <laughs> well, there's giant monsters going to smash everything, uh, and also like it was made by the or I think it was made by the same guy who made uh, San Andreas, right? And uh, that movie was trash too. So I'm not expecting anything. Oh my god, it looks so bad. Um, it's not a rampage movie. Yeah, that, that's true. It, like, <laughs> it's a monster movie starring Dwayne the Rock Johnson, featuring a giant gorilla, wolf, and crocodile. But like, but that's it. That's as far as it goes. A giant gorilla, a giant wolf, and a giant crocodile. <laughs> not people who turn into that. Like. The thing that kills me, too, about this Rampage movie is, like, how good would it be to have a Rampage movie where Dwayne The Rock Johnson turns into the gorilla and Joe Manganiello turns into the wolf? Oh, like, shit. <laughs> like, he's right there. Yeah. It's in front of your eyes. You could make a decent movie out of this. I'm not sure you could make a good movie out of this, but you could make a fun movie. And this isn't going to be fun. It's not going to be Rampage. It's just, I'm not about it. I I actually didn't have as negative a reaction as you guys to this trailer. It looked okay. Uh, definitely, definitely in this in the lane of like San Andreas or those movies that they've been making lately. It looks like that. It looks like this is just like like this is just that same movie, just mix around the characters a little bit, um, which obviously is terrible. Um, and I agree with you, Andy, 100% that. Rampage the games are super crazy, right? Like those games are are meant to be ridiculous. And I think if they were making a Rampage movie in the '90s, that was akin to like Mars Attacks. It could be a lot of fun. A movie that embraced its craziness and didn't try to make it serious. Uh, that would be really enjoyable. There's there's a good movie I think in there. Not a good movie in the sense of like high art, but a good movie in the sense of like really fun. Lots of you know, jokey moments and stuff like that. That could be great. Monster movie. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but instead, they're going to make it something serious, meant for the summer, meant for, you know, a popcorn flick and, you know, whatever. That's what you're going to get with this nowadays. Yeah. Like, I, I don't understand this modern, like, Michael Bay concept that popcorn flicks aren't supposed to be fun. Um, right. Yeah. Like, I saw Justice League last night. Somehow, Justice League isn't fun. Or I don't know about that. Justice League struggles with being fun. Is maybe a more fair way to say it. Um, I don't know. I I think Michael Bay and Zack Snyder have done a number on like 
big dumb fun movies taking themselves too seriously. I would agree with that. Like Transformers somehow sucked all the joy out of trucks that turn into robots and fight each other. <laughs> I had real, I had a lot of fun with that first one, man. I, I enjoyed them up fun. to like the third one for like the robot smashing. I think yeah, I'm, I'm I think the first one was fine. And I, yeah, like the first one was okay, and it just like downhill. I don't know. I've I've seen too many Transformers movies to like. Although you know what's a franchise that does like being fun pretty well. The Fast and the Furious. Shout out to Dwayne the Rock Johnson and Vin Diesel. Yeah, how about Tyrese, man? Don't leave Tyrese out. Well, Tyrese made the dumbest threat I've ever seen a person make. <laughs> and said, I'm Tyrese. Either you kick the rock out or I'm walking. Peace, Tyrese. <laughs> and then remember that he was Tyrese and took it back. <laughs> and that's when he didn't get paid anymore. Yeah, so I, I, I'm kind of mush on on this one. I didn't have as visceral a reaction as you guys, um, because I think it it could still maybe be a dumb, fun monster movie, but I also, I I echo your se- sentiments, Andy, of like, there's a much better, dumber, more fun monster movie to be made with all the pieces of this puzzle. Like, I don't want an emotional through line about how Dwayne the Rock Johnson was friends with this gorilla, and now he's an evil monster. I want to watch Dwayne the Rock Johnson turn into a gorilla and destroy a goddamn city. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you nailed it. That that is what a rampage movie should be. And like, <coughs> the thing that sucks too is that I don't know who like the person attached to the lizard to give us the emotional throughline for that is going to be. Who is Lizzie in Rampage? Um, the game. But, like, Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Joe Manganiello are perfect for, like, guy who turns into a giant gorilla and guy who turns into a giant wolf. Like, I I think it's great that this whole time, I don't think you have once not said Dwayne The Rock Johnson. (laughs) Why would I? (laughs) No, no, you've you've kept it up. It's great. (laughs) He's earned that fucking title. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, so... I guess we'll see about this one, huh, guys? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll see, all right. So uh, while we're on the subject of video game movies, uh, Nintendo is apparently thro- finally throwing their cappy back into the movie ring. Boo! Uh, <laughs> yeah, all right. Andy, you're supposed to tacitly endorse my terrible puns. It's one of the I only- don't tacitly endorse shit. <laughs> of communism the wall street <laughs> journal is reporting that nintendo has made a deal with universal pictures and their illuminate illumination entertainment studio uh which is the studio behind despicable me and then like sing and secret life of pets um that they're apparently close to closing a deal for an animated version of the super mario brothers movie hmm. um so the report says that the companies have been in negotiations for about a year and the fact that the two companies recently partnered for the Nintendo Land fixtures in Universal Steam Parks was apparently very helpful in finally kind of closing this deal. Uh, so right now, it's just for one movie, um, but there's potential for addendums to it to add more if there's success with it. So unless this goes south all of a sudden, it seems like almost uh, guaranteed that we're going to be getting a Super Mario Brothers cartoon movie. Cartoon movie? I mean, animated movie. It'll be 3D. Super Mario Brothers cartoon-y. Yeah. <laughs> cartoon-y. <laughs> yes. Oh, uh, yeah. It's pretty cool, man. I'm excited for this. Yeah, like, it, 
I'm sure it'll be fine. Um, like, I wouldn't be surprised to see it turn out well. Um, like, it would be cool if Nintendo, like, turned Illumination or turned to Illumination and, like, got something truly great out of them. But since that first Despicable Me movie, every every movie I've seen by them has trended to inoffensive but not particularly good. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of the one wrinkle in this for me, too, is, like, I really like the idea of a Super Mario Brothers movie that's entirely CG kind of thing. Like, I think that sounds great. But yeah. this isn't exactly the studio I want to see do it. Yep. Um, but, like, it'll be fine. I'm sure. Yeah, I'd like to think that, you know, with an IP like this, they'll call out the big guns, you know? I hope so. Side note, I hope their Grinch movie is good, too. (laughs) Sidebar. (laughs) Yeah, like, they're making, for next Christmas, an animated The Grinch, starring Benedict Cumberbatch as The Grinch. Oh, shit. I can get down with that. Yeah. That's that's kind of cool, yeah. That could be fun. So, Sean, what do you think about this? Uh, you know, great. I, I think Nintendo has been really lax in throwing their hat into the ring as far as movies about their properties are concerned. I think there's a lot of potential in a Mario movie, a Zelda movie, uh, a Metroid movie, even a Star Fox movie. I think they have a lot of properties that work well or could work well in that way. And so hopefully this works out uh, so that we can see more. Yeah, that's my attitude about it. I, I hope they have a good experience here so that even if this is just all right, that it encourages them to be a little more uh, bullish about using their IP in this way. Because, like, they were burned in 1993. It's been a long time. Let's fucking try again, Nintendo. You know, like, <laughs> uh, I think this is this is a, obviously a much better move. You know, I think a, a, a CGI animated film about the Super Mario Brothers is an easy transition Versus trying to do something that's like live action or whatever, you know? Right. Yeah, it would be a uh, lot better. Um, For my taste. Alright, real quick. Cast Mario, Peach, Luigi, and Bowser, go. Uh, I don't I don't <laughs> even know two Italian people. <laughs> John Leguizamo reprises his role as Luigi. <laughs> Yo, I'd be all about John Leguizamo's Luigi. That's Nick fine. Offerman as Mario. Nick Offerman as Mario would be fucking <laughs> sure, cool. It's a me. You can, Mario. It's a me. You can have that one. Mario. <laughs> Danny DeVito as Bowser. Dom DeLuise as Mario. Oh, shit. Dom DeLuise is dead, you monster. Fuck. <laughs> wow. Uh, Actual monster penis. Fuck, I'm sorry. <laughs> um... I don't know. I'm trying to think of, like, a strong Italian leading man. <laughs> Sylvester Stallone as Mario. <laughs> <laughs> Luigi, we gotta go in the tunnels. <laughs> hey, Luigi, we gotta go say the princess. Uh, yeah, uh, for Bowser, I'm gonna give it... John Cena. John Cena. <laughs> the Rock. The Rock. Every character. <laughs> Uh, and Peach, we give it to, uh... Nah. Caitlin Olsen, I don't know. <laughs> a Caitlin, a Caitlin okay. Olsen type. 
<laughs> oh, Caitlin Olsen. Nope, actually, I take it back. Allison Brie. We're moving on. <laughs> yep, fair. Go. Move. <laughs> uh, so in some not-so-fun news, Marvel Heroes, the Diablo-style free-to-play action RPG by Gazillion Entertainment, is shutting down. After originally being p- reported by Kotaku, Disney provided the following statement that reads... We regret to inform our Marvel Heroes fans that we have ended our relationship with Gazillion Entertainment and that Marvel Heroes games will now be shut down. We would like to sincerely thank the players who joined the Marvel Heroes community. We will provide any further updates as they become available. So, um, you know, despite being released uh, back in, I think it was 2013, it was like four years ago at least, uh, the game has maintained a pretty consistent audience by uh, constant updates uh, to the content. And uh, just earlier this year, the game was ported to PS4 and Xbox One. So, um, you know, this kind of seemed like a bit of a surprise, I think, to people who weren't actively engaged with Marvel Heroes. But um, if, if you were in that community, I think you might have seen this coming. So the Kotaku article that broke the story uh, had a little bit of context here that I'm going to read for you guys. Where uh, it wrote, Marvel Hero players knew the game's developers might be in dire straits when over the last month, the studio stopped talking about progress on the game. Developer Gazillion missed four of its weekly community updates, plus the game's Halloween event and upcoming Thor Ragnarok movie tie-in content, something the community expected. Fans also noticed that two community managers seemed to disappear from the forum. On October 27th, the game was slated to release the Gladiator Thor pack. Um, so yeah, I mean, I guess like they kind of just disappeared for about a month, and then this news came out of nowhere. So um, in a tweet, the team announced the game servers would be shut down on December 31st, 2017, and they are now removing the ability for players to buy things in-game. So if you are a Marvel Heroes player, you've got about another month and a half to play, um, but then that's going to kind of be it, which is uh, really, really unfortunate, I think, you know, because I know that there was a big community for this, and it, it seems like maybe there was a breakdown of their relationship with Disney. So I actually played this game uh, for maybe two years, and I was an early adopter. I actually bought into the game when it was in early access uh <laughs> slash beta and but it wasn't I, released yet no it wasn't released um and i really enjoyed it um that said i don't know that it was a particularly good game uh i enjoyed it mostly because i could f- you know screw things up as the phoenix which is everything i need in a video game <laughs> um, but it was a, it was very much a diablo light not it didn't include the best things about Diablo, and um, it felt like they very much banked on the fact that people would want to play for the fact that you could be Marvel characters and didn't really consider that there needed to be more to the game. Uh, it was very grindy, very sort of pay to win kind of deal. Um, <clears throat> a little more context though is that this was, I believe, the last of two games in which you could play as X-Men or Fantastic Four characters. Um, And there was some controversy in this game because on the port to PlayStation, uh, and I believe Xbox, you could not purchase those characters that were available in the the computer version of the game. Um, So they they like removed those characters from from purchase. Disney, just buy Um, Fox already. Yeah, and... So I think that might play a role. My final thoughts on this are that even though I'm sad for the developers, uh, I'm sort of grateful because 
now that this game doesn't exist, it opens up opportunities to develop games that are similar, but not necessarily uh, MMOs, although this isn't really an MMO, uh, that, that now we can see, like, maybe more games like Ultimate Alliance or stuff like that that I had a lot of fun with that they couldn't make alongside this game's existence. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, I guess, ultimately, like, this is one of the last games that existed prior to the new age of Marvel games. So, you know, I, you know, I guess it makes sense for them to want to kind of have everything under their control. Because uh, that new leadership there is trying to do some really exciting stuff, so... You know, uh, it's unfortunate for those who are still playing the game, which was a pretty sizable amount of people. But, um, you know, I think hopefully hopefully this will be a good move in the long run. Here's hoping. So for what will hopefully be the last time, let's jump into our last news item this week. The continued controversy around the release of DICE and EA Star Wars Battlefront 2. So we got a little bit of preamble here because since we last spoke about the game, uh, this story has just blown up. You know, if you're a regular listener, we've touched on this in the past. Andy, um, you know, kind of talked about his complaints with the system before it even became a mass controversy. Um, but uh, in, in the last week, we've had some pretty interesting updates that I think um, have reignited the conversation and then taken it to a really interesting place and pretty surprising, I think. So, after Reddit user The Hotter Potato did some math to show that it would take an average of about 40 hours to unlock top-tier heroes like uh, Luke Skywalker or Darth Vader without paying into the game's microtransaction system, an EA representative took to Reddit to respond to some of the fans who were understandably upset about, you know, what was going on here, about the revelation about how much time was going to be required for them to get, um, you know, a sizable amount of content, right? And uh, that... Representative's response is now the most downvoted comment in Reddit's history. <laughs> Jeez. Good on them. Uh, so I'm going to read it here for you guys. It says, uh, the intent is to provide players with a sense of pride and accomplishment for unlocking different heroes. As for cost, we selected initial values based upon data from the open beta and other adjustments made to milestone rewards before launch. Among other things, we're looking at average player or per player credit earn rates on a daily basis, and we'll be making constant adjustments to ensure the players have challenges that are compelling, rewarding, and of course attainable via gameplay. We appreciate the candid feedback and the passion the community has put forth around the current topics here on Reddit, our forums, and across numerous social media outlets. Our team will continue to make changes and monitor community feedback and update everyone as soon as, as soon and as often as we can. I want and then. Uh, I want to ask you guys how many how many downvotes do you think this has as of this morning? Just ballpark. Hundred one point two million. Okay. Uh, I don't know a million. Why not? Okay. Um. Jeez. I'm gonna go with damn around five hundred thousand. All right, Sean is the closest without going over because it's currently at six hundred and seventy five thousand. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> obviously, that didn't go too well. Uh, so before, before we deep dig into the rest of the story, what, what do you guys think about, about that response? Because, like, that first line, right. <laughs> I think it's just, like, so, like, Yeah, it writes thinking? itself, practically. The intent is to provide players with a sense of pride and accomplishment for unlocking different heroes. Unless they want to spend money. I mean, it, 
it's high comedy, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's like EA, what are you doing? <laughs> so I understand what that person was trying to say, in the sense that in old games that didn't have the that you didn't have the ability to buy anything right with real money other than just your purchase of the game they still had unlockables you know and it took you time to unlock stuff most of those games also had cheat codes but the 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 road and the path to unlocking characters was there so you could feel good about finally getting that done sure that makes total sense but that logic just simply doesn't apply anymore when you're talking about the fact that you can now also pay with real money to unlock the thing and it would be different if the path to unlocking the thing wasn't so ridiculously long. Right. You know, I get because a lot of other games have loot boxes that you can buy versus loot boxes you can earn, right? Or characters you can buy versus characters you can earn, like Heroes of the Storm. But the grind to getting those characters is trivial versus in this game, which is, it's obscene. Yeah, and uh, it, it is it is truly obscene. I think to to think about how much is required for you to get not just these top tier characters, but the stuff that's in the game, right? Like so. Um, following this announcement, the Battlefront subreddit's uh, top voted thread for quite some time uh, was about one user's estimation about the amount of money it would take, or the amount of money and time it would take to get all the game's content. So here's a quote. Uh, and this comes from, uh, I believe it's Soren Camper. Uh, I guess it's the username of the fan site, uh, SWTOR Strategies. So Star Wars The Old Republic Strategies. Um, so there's a grand total of 324 cards. Upgrading these will require a total of 100 or 1,000, sorry, 155,520 crafting parts. This requires opening a grand total of 3,111 loot crates, which will require 4,528 hours of gameplay. That's too much. And that doesn't even take into account that they're going to be releasing content. That's two years of a full-time job. And they have seasonal stuff planned where they're going to be adding more and more shit. It's like that's an insane amount of time expect to be invested so it's obviously they're trying to incentivize you to pay for the loot crates there's no other explanation that's not attainable (laughs) you know that's that you can't say that this is oh we want it to be you know our biggest focus is that it's rewarding and attainable via gameplay it's like well it's fucking not yeah it's like having a progression system is probably good you know like you feel you feel good when you unlock things and that's been a standard of bro shooters for. Yeah, I don't think. I mean, yeah, I'm not the biggest fan of loot boxes, but I can even give them a pass when the system is like you know not too ridiculous to uh, to get the the amount of time needed. And this is just insane. If it's something like a game that's also free to play and they have loot crates, and, and you know, it's like, well, you didn't pay for this game, so sure, I might be incentivized to give you money in that form. I think it's this is just telling of you know when when you give them uh, companies an inch and they take a mile, because it's like, sure, no one had a problem to a certain point, but eventually someone's going to do something like this, you know? So I'm just, I think this is like interesting that like the first time we're really seeing it, like really have a backlash, you know, this, the amount of downvotes on that, 
that one thing like people's uh attention is drawn to this thing so it'll be for me it'll be interesting to see if people still feel this way in a month after they do roll back some stuff or they change whatever you know and they you know so let's yeah so here let let me talk about that because they there's already an update around this so yeah yeah so then um ea then tried to assuage everybody you know fans ire basically by cutting the prices of the characters by thousands of credits okay so for example um luke skywalker and vader right are the top tier examples they cost sixty thousand credits to unlock they cut that down to fifteen thousand. so that was their original answer um but then they finally just uh, you know, days ago at the time of this recording, literally hours uh, before the game was officially launched, they announced they were going to be cutting microtransactions from the game entirely. But for so at least then, a does that mean you still have to grind like without the loot boxes now? That's what it sounds like. But yeah, yeah it's like so you have then to people grind, are going to be like, oh, you know, you there's a better buy. way to do this faster. Yeah. And then when they heroically reintroduce the fucking loot boxes with a flip of the switch, they, you know, they're trying to save face and still scam people at the same time. I mean, so we'll hold on. So you're that's I want to we're going to get into that conversation. I do want to read their final statement and then we'll start okay. that because that's Fair. that's basically where I want to take this. So they they wrote. Uh, in, a, in a post called An Update on Star Wars Battlefront 2 from Oscar Gabrielson, GM Dice. Thank you to everyone in our community for being the passionate fans that you are. Our goal has always been to create the best possible game for you, devoted Star Wars fans and game players alike. We've also had an ongoing commitment to constantly listen, tune, evolve, and evolve the experience as it grows. You've seen this with both the major adjustments and polish we have made to the game. Oh, I'm sorry. We have made over the past several weeks. But as we approach the worldwide launch, it's clear that many of you still feel there are challenges in the design. We've heard the concerns about potentially giving players unfair advantages, and we've heard that this is overshadowing an otherwise great game. This was never our intention. Sorry we didn't get this right. We hear you loud and clear, so we're turning off all in-game purchases. We will now spend more time listening, adjusting, balancing, and tuning. This means that the option to purchase crystals in the game is now offline, and all progressions will be earned through gameplay. The ability to purchase crystals in-game will become available at a later date, only after we've made changes to the game. We'll share more details as we work through this. We have created a game that is built on your input, and we will continue to evolve and grow. Star Wars Battlefront 2 is three times the size of, of the previous game, bringing to life a brand new Star Wars story, space battles, epic new multiplayer experiences, from the blah, 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 more, and more free content to come. We want you to enjoy it, so please keep your thoughts coming, and we will keep you updated on our progress. So... After all this, right? Now that the dust is kind of settled, how do you how do you feel about this? Do you, Thompson? You you kind of jumped right into that point of feeling like you you believe that this is an opportunity for them to save face and that the, they're not going to adjust the system. I'm not saying they and, and they bring won't adjust the system. Is that, is that I correct? do believe they will, but I think they're going to adjust it with loot crates in mind, and they still want to get their money, you know, and like that's fine. I understand they need to make money, but if the backlash that they're they're trying to prevent right now, this is a band-aid, it's not a real fix. Um, so you know, I don't I don't see like they when they built this like the game I think is going to suffer no matter what, because like I don't really think loot crates destroy games or anything, but I think in this case it hurt it's hurting the game, you know. It seems like this system for unlocks was designed so thoroughly to involve loot crates that turning it off doesn't sound right now because um, 
you know, it's like, oh, well, they lowered the cost. Sure. So I don't know if 15,000 credits is like too grindy or not. I'm sure it's a markedly big difference, but it, you know, if they want you to unlock stuff in the game, that's fine. But I, you know, I don't think it sounds right that when they turn off the loot crates, like with the flip of the switch, basically, that, you know, it feels weird. Like, oh, well, now we can't buy stuff into the thing and it might be too grindy to me. You know, uh, I don't know, like, the long-term fix for this either. So the game itself might just be suffering because of the fact that they really want to stick by this system, you know? And I have no doubt that in a few months or before, you know, the first major expansion for this comes out, that they will put those back in. And, right. I mean, they said but, as much, you know? Yeah, they said you know, as much for so the time being. They'll let it go down. Public relations will get better for a couple of months and they'll put it right back on, you know? And I'll, I'll be waiting to see if people care then, you know? More so than... Nah. You know, so like, I am okay with where it is right now. I'm still probably not going to play it because it's just not in the budget. But I do like the the simultaneous turning off of microtransactions and the toning down of the grind. Like, I don't like that you have to unlock the heroes because that just feels un-Battlefront. Yeah, but if that's how it's going to be, if that's, you know, what you have to unlock, it's whatever. That's, I don't know, I like learning, or not learning, I like progressing. You know, if it just, like, dropped the whole game in front of me and I was just like, figure all this out. I can agree, man. I would feel I, I totally overwhelmed. That, yeah. And like, I like the progression system. I like feeling that I'm working towards something that I'm. Yeah, you know, I had the same sentiment with Gundam Versus earlier when I mentioned the fact that you can unlock everything in the game. Um, you know, it like it feels good, even though it's like stupid playing single player and all that. But it still feels like you're getting somewhere. And even if I don't even use like over half the things, I still like having them. You know, like getting somewhere with it. Yeah. What do you think about that, Sean? I, I think that uh, it, it's it's a weird situation because this game was obviously made to include microtransactions and loot boxes. And so I don't really know that the solution is to get rid of those things. Uh, in my opinion, that was never the problem. The problem was that the game was telling you that it was possible to just play through it and unlock everything that someone could pay for while the things that they were paying for were giving them obvious advantages in the battlefield when you're talking about like star cards and all that stuff and then on top of that the fact that the grind was so terrible that unlocking one character would take like 40 hours or something like that you know that's ridiculous yeah um so to me the way you solve this problem is to just make it so that the amount of gold that you can earn oh, is reasonable yeah. and not capped. Yeah, I, forgot about, I forgot about that. that yeah, you can only earn a certain gold, amount within, like, you, you need to wait three capped. hours after you hit the cap or something. Uh, yeah, like, you, you can only earn an X amount, which, like, it forces the grind, even if the number of things is lowered for the cost, it still forces the grind to be drawn out, you know? Right. So... At every turn, they've actually kind of gone against the consumer because it's like, okay, so you're telling me that I can just grind. 
but then you're placing restraints on my grind. And their response was, oh, well, we don't want people to feel like they have to play the game yeah, obsessively yeah. to unlock this content. And that's just, that's BS. You know, that that's complete BS. Uh, a, a tidbit that I'm not sure if you were going to get to, uh, and if you were, stop me, but actually the president of Disney, Bob Iger, actually reached out to, or had someone reach out to EA because they were he was very concerned about this problem. And, they, and, he, and he had them reach out with notes about this issue. And I think that that's a big re- reason why we're seeing this change. Because now Disney's game is being misrepresented right around the same time as Star Wars is about to come out. So this is a really bad look. Yeah, like the entire purpose of this for Disney is more than anything is probably a marketing tool. You know, it's to get people hyped for Star Wars because I doubt they're making that much money on this deal with EA. You know, in, in terms of Disney money... Like, I'm sure EA spent a bunch of money, but it's a drop in the bucket, you know, like... Disney shuts things down because they're not making enough money, is how Disney, like, treats stuff. Right, like, you look at Disney Infinity, and why did that get shut down? Not because it was a failure, because it wasn't... Yeah, they're not working the big bucks. But it's not that profitable. It's like, fuck it. And it's like... So, like, that's the whole point, is, like, I think, to Sean's point, right, is, like... I would say probably the big impetus for their desire to have Star Wars video games is to increase the relevancy of the brand that they have. Not so much to make money on Battlefront. EA wants to make money on Battlefront. Right. But I also think that Disney wants... It it makes sense that they would want the game to be good. They don't want the negative... They don't want this kind of negativity surrounding any project that they're involved with. And it's hilarious to me that it's EA that is having this problem. Because EA, listen, EA was one right. of the worst company in the United States. Two years. Yeah. This this EA is garbage. And look, there are a lot of people who defend EA, and I get all that. But at the end of the day, this is what they do. This is what they do. This is why people hate EA. Because of stuff like this. And they tried to work and and rebuild their brand. And it worked for a while. But look at what we're dealing with now. Yep. They're just doing sketchy shit like this. <laughs> yeah. Because they're greedy. You have a deal with Disney. Yeah, You're going to be fine. This is, this is a Star Wars game. I bought the first one. I bought the first one. And I hate Battlefront. But I bought it because it's Star Wars. Yeah. That, that's the sad thing. That I, I wanted to. Like, I really wanted to get into this. Because I was so you hyped know? for the first one. And then didn't really feel it. Never bought it. And I was like, yeah. They look like they're turning around. You know, all the content they threw in and everything. And the real tragedy for me is like, I don't want to get this game now. And the big thing too is like, I, I like it where it is right now. With the cost being lowered and the boxes off. But like. This shit's going to change, so I don't want to get lulled into a false sense three months down the line. It changes, and I can't enjoy it, you know? So I got to sit on it, and that really sucks for a launch game. You know you have to sit on something, you know? I, I w- yeah. Yeah, no, that that does suck, and I, I don't blame you for feeling that way. Um, I do think, though, like... Man, when they when these when when they do implement that system again, they're going to be well. Damn I hope they are careful. But it's EA, it. so it's been a fucking nightmare. And like, they're like, they're, yeah, but it's like they don't do things that are like stupid. They do things that are sneaky, and they see if they can get away with them. And now, when it's like this much, like, yeah, there really the, is. There's a huge microscope over this game now, and I, I really feel like. I have faith that they're not going to just turn the system back on in a couple months and think that's going to work. Because, like, it won't, and people will freak the fuck out again. 
But the problem is that now people are so burnt that any talk of microtransaction is going to reignite this conversation. Yes. And even if EA presents a good deal and it's Th- very yeah, fair. Yeah, that's also a shame. There, like, there, there is real game entitlement. Yep. No, you're totally right. So, <laughs> I like I, – So I, 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 I think this is a, a tale of two tales as it were. Um, like, yes, EA fucked up. Yes, they overreached. But, like, I don't know. It feels like a lot of this is gamers, like, just frothing at the mouth because it's EA, because it's Star Wars, you know? I agree. Um, because I think this system is gross. Like, yeah. it, it's, it's, it, it's clearly not tuned well. And I think that's horrible. But, like... The fact that people are like – that there are so many people that believe that there's a principled stance where it's like all loot crates are bad, right? And there's no – there's literally no wiggle room for that at all. And if they don't make enough money on this, fuck them, they're yay, they make enough money. It's like – that's just such a – that's such an immature attitude. It's like that like you have to understand the broader context of like why these systems need to exist in some games and why this is decidedly not the fucking way to do yeah. it. You know? And like – Hopefully this is a fucking learning opportunity, if not for EA, for every other developer out there who sees this and says, "Well, if Jesus anything, they like Christ, it's definitely blew the lid on that. like poor business practicing for this kind of shit." So if anything was in development or even had this concept in mind, they might roll that back a little, which is kind of good. Uh, and you know, people's eyes are open to it. Like there are ways to give uh, a product to people that you can drip feed money out of them. Like you buy coffee every day or something. You know, it's like two bucks a day. You do it every day. It's a lot of money. I mean, you can present a loot box system that is not predatory and doesn't require you to have a second job while that is that game. Yeah, I think you just look at Overwatch, dude. Like, Overwatch's loot box system is perfect. Like, I complain about it all the time because I want to just give them more money. I think it's stupid they don't have a storefront where I can just buy the shit I want. But at the end of the day, I don't think it's predatory that, like, oh, God forbid I can't get a fucking skin. Absolutely. Like, it's different Absolutely, when it's yeah. content, when it's star cards, when it's characters. Like, Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader are used in 100% of the fucking advertising for yeah, this game I mean, that isn't about the single-player story. And I have to pay like, more money I, to I sit on the them. fence like, with no. stuff like Bullshit. Overwatch because I haven't played it enough to really know. And for things that are just purely cosmetic in a game like Overwatch, purely cosmetic kind of is the game. So I understand that not having a storefront could be very frustrating, but I think it's, it's in your own right to, you know, like want to give them more money. Like that's not a bad practice to say, like, I like this game. I'd like to have these other things. And it feels like I could give you some cash. Like, yeah. To me, there's an improvement on their system available. Not the system is bad or broken. I don't find the overwatch system to be predatory. I think it just pisses me off because I want to buy a main <laughs> yeah, skin yeah. and not roll dice, and they don't want to let me do that. Fine. But I also don't care about it so much right, that I'm yeah, buying yeah. loot crates because I don't give a fuck about cosmetic items that much. I'll give you 10 bucks for a cosmetic item in a game I really like and I really want to support because I love your game. But you know what I did instead of that? I bought a fucking May Funko Pop because <laughs> I was like, fuck it. I'm not going to buy loot boxes well, that are fucking go, dumb. But see, I'll buy that, a fucking that's piece all of good. Like, merch, you, I know, like like you still like the game. You don't walk away with a bad taste in your mouth from it like something like this. you know, Or the company that made it. Yeah, yeah, because this shoots the fucking game in the foot, totally. But here's here's the missing piece of context. This game already costs $60 and already has a season pass. So does Overwatch, this is not though. a free game. Sorry? Overwatch costs $60, too. 
Right. No. Yeah, yeah. And Overwatch has loot boxes, but they give you cosmetics. Right. The game comes with every character unlocked. Yeah. Every DLC is free. Every everything I, else is Battle, free. Yeah. Uh, Battlefront doesn't have a season. Does it have different think? editions, like a, a gold edition it? for ninety bucks or some I, shit? I thought I read that it's that it had a season pass. I think yeah, Tom's yeah. right. I don't think there's a season pass, oh, but there's okay. like a ninety dollar edition that comes with a bunch of stuff that's basically akin to a season pass. Of like you unlock X things right away. Uh, it, whatever. I know like, it comes with like a a boatload of the currency. Yeah. Of like the currency and which, stuff. Well, that's crazy. Which you can't even use anymore. <laughs> but it but it's like you're paying sixty dollars off on the face. Right. Then you're paying thirty more dollars if you're a diehard and you get the gold edition or whatever. And then on top of that, you still are expected to yeah, invest yeah. more money yeah. in order to unlock characters that you bought the game to play. Oh, uh, no, Sean. You can just joke. invest 4,000 hours of your time. <laughs> yeah, like, that's, that's what really pisses I'll me off. Right like, on if that. you want to put Christ, these things in, and they could have even, you know, I, I'm really, like, fine, again, with, like, most loot box systems. But they could have left it in the, the bad, shitty way it was if the game was at least free to play, you know, to start. And, you know what I'm saying? Something like that. Like, if you want to have a system like this that you will get money from, it's not like you're going to get all of it up yeah. front. But, like, to ask for the... The upfront money or the collector's edition plus sometimes season pass plus pre-order DLC plus then microtransactions on a storefront and then also maybe loot boxes too. It gets a little fucking ridiculous when an entry fee for a game like you're paying for the entry fee now of like a hundred bucks and you don't even have half the shit you want. Like you said, you buy you buy it for Luke and, and Darth Vader and you're like, well, I got to play a thousand hours before I can get Luke. This is bullshit, you know, um, it sucks. Uh, jokes on you. Uh, if only. Do you get them with the more. robot legs or uh, human legs? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, I did want to ask you, do you think this was the right move for EA, though? What they did here? Just turning off all microtransactions until yeah, they can Yeah, definitely. The biggest thing the I think is now is, we... Like, I'm not going to yeah. probably play it, but people will get to see the game as it is without any of the crap in between. So if there is problems, like maybe the system was designed like with microtransactions in mind first and they might have balance issues that we're not aware of even because we've never seen it without this kind of star card thing like having the bonuses and stuff so you know um yeah. we'll see if there's any like core problems with the game and they might be able to actually yeah i really do believe they are going to tweak the game and shit you know i don't think they're going to let it die so we'll see if they can fix it up and then maybe they can introduce this thing back yeah, which right. i don't think is a bad idea but i, I just hope that they don't introduce it in a shitty way, you know, because I think they might bide their time, or maybe they'll introduce it in three months and it's nice, but then every other month, you know, it gets like the prices change or something, and you know, and it starts becoming shitty again. I don't want that to happen, obviously, but this is definitely the best best move they could do. Um, you know, like people really just couldn't get around this concept of it, and and a lot of things. So just turning it all off sounds great, you know. Yeah, I mean, you know, honestly, my biggest thing about it is, like, I still want oh, to play right. this game, even if it's just for the single player. Because, like, the single player is, like, a unique Star Wars story I have not heard written good by about the guy the who worked on Spec Ops The Line. And I've, and like, I've seen, I've yeah, seen like, two streams of it, great. and it's, uh... Oh, really? Yeah, I'm not impressed, I can say that much. Um, I think it was the Rock Paper Shotgun review of it had, like, a... It squanders a lot of good ideas, but is still, like, a fun, pretty tour through the Star Wars universe, which is, you know, what a Star Wars single-player campaign, like, at its baseline needs to be. 
Yeah, that sucks. Because that to me, like, I was thinking about getting on Redbox and at least trying to play the single player. And but it's like if that's not good, I don't. I'm you like, know, it's really unfortunate. Like the gameplay's tight and shit, but the single player yeah. doesn't say anything like yeah. you were hoping it would do. That's unfortunate. Um, so I guess just to wrap this up, I wanted to ask you guys, uh, like, where do you think they go from here? You know, like, can, can this game still be salvaged? And do you think there's any system that they can implement, um, any microtransaction system that's not going to go over, like, a fucking Um, that's, like, won't be a lead balloon or won't go over, like, a lead balloon? Because I think those are different. Won't go over, Oh, I, like I don't one. think it's yeah. possible. I think that, like, the games community is looking for a reason to hate EA at this point. Um, Come on, Andy. Come on, man. This is not that. This no, is not at, that. At There's no this way. point, I think that, yes, the outcry was right, but they slashed the, like, the grind prices by something like 80%. And, yeah. like, I don't know. I... It feels like, yeah, it's a little grindy, but, like, you play and you unlock stuff and you get better and that feels good. And, yeah, like, maybe they pushed the microtransactions a little too hard, but they scaled it back. And, I don't know, I don't think that, like, being able to buy loot boxes is such a, like, bad thing. Like... I think it will be fine eventually. And I think, like, there's no way for them to put this back in the game without people, like, losing their shit. And, I don't know. Maybe they overplayed their hand, but I don't think it's unfair to have microtransactions in this game. I'm I'm so surprised that that's your reaction, man. Like, I think... I think you're right in the sense that it's not a bad thing to have loot boxes in the game. I think every single other part about the way that they're trying to make money off people is really shitty. Uh, the, the the way that you unlock things, come on, 40 hours to unlock one character? Could you imagine? You're a busy guy. Are you really going to sit there and try to play a game for 40 hours to unlock one character who you bought the game to play? Oh, no. Exactly. So how is that not awful? Um... I mean, because it's not 40 hours anymore. Anymore. But you said that maybe they yeah. maybe they overplayed no, their they, hand. they overplayed their hand and it was wrong at 40 hours. But it's maybe? not 40 hours anymore. And acting like it is isn't right. going to be, like, super helpful. But so here's where gamers are. Gamers are in a place where they've been burned by a company that historically does things like this. And they don't want... To trust them anymore. And a big portion of gaming, a big portion of consumerism is based in trust. Even if you are doing something shady, if I trust you, I might look past it. But nobody's willing to look past EA anymore because this is what EA does. And so I think it's it's very, um, it's very, uh, you're, it's a, you're downplaying the, and you're downplaying the feelings of gamers by saying that this is just an attack on EA, it's simply not the case. They've they've earned this response. If they would shape up and prove that they're not this company, people would give them the benefit of the doubt, as they have since EA fixed their issues. There was a good period of time where people weren't talking badly yeah, about twice. EA <laughs> after they were voted the worst company of the year two years in a row. You know, 
but that but but people people let up because EA tried to shape up and now look at what we're back into. So I think gamers are right to react this way. And I'm going to tell you that I went on record a few weeks ago saying that gamers historically overreact. We talked about that on this very show, and I said I feel that way, and I do. But this is not a case of that because EA has earned every single bit of ire that they get. The only people that I feel bad for are DICE because you know that DICE did not do this. This is EA that did this. And DICE has to yeah, go and, uh, on forums and clean up the like, mess. The one thing, like when, when Visceral shut down, uh, you know, I... I Dead Space 3 ended up having, like, an entirely different, like, uh, weapon system inside of it because they had to fit in the microtransactions and stuff. And, like, back then, even then, it was weird. It changed the way the game played, but it was okay. And, you know, like, people didn't like that, though. And that's why Dead Space 3 didn't really sell very well, you know. And, and, and like, things like this, you can see EA's meddling, like like Sean said. Like, I've, I do feel bad for DICE because I've, I've historically liked their games a lot. It's around, like, the first Battlefront that I, like, lost interest, I guess. Um, it, it really like I, I like my whole life I've like seen EA done a lot of uh, really unsavory practices but even you know I like usually don't let up on things like this like I always say Ubisoft you know like they're like no liars like you know, screw them like, but stuff like, like what, what he was saying it makes a lot of sense like consumers do give them a chance uh, I even let up on EA when they had started like cleaning up but things like this just remind me of why I didn't like them a lot of times. And, like, I may have had a, a one or two, even three-year lull where I was like, eh, you know, it's EA, sure, but they make some quality stuff, so, you know, whatever. Um, I'm reminded when I see things like this that they have meddled something with something so thoroughly that it's become such an outrage. Uh, it's really crazy that so many people have actually jumped on this because normally, you know... Um... Yeah. Uh, I think that you're right, both of you, but I don't know. I think this this whole situation looks like it's going to end up getting filed I, I away. For, yeah, I fear like, for that. Like in the Mass really Effect do. 3 realm where like, yes, there was a bad thing, but like it got fixed and like people still hate Mass Effect 3. Because, oh, but yeah, we're in the ending, and then they fixed the ending. It's fine. Well, it's also, like, that's not, I don't know. That, like, for you to blame the ending of Mass Effect 3 on EA is stupid. Bioware wrote the game. You know, I, I think, like, I, I get where you're coming from, Andy, because I think, ultimately, I agree with what you, with what you, Sean, and Thompson are saying about EA. Um, I do also think that Andy's point that like people have an axe to grind with them, so even minor things that they do get blown out of proportion. I don't think this was a minor thing, um, but I think I guess what it feels like you're trying to say, Andy, is that like no matter what they do, like even if they fix the system and it is less egregious and they do bring back microtransactions, that people won't care because they're EA and they yep. hate them, and that this game already has a narrative around it of being this. Yeah, and why is that? Oh, because they've done shit like this. Exactly. Yeah. So it, 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 it's, it's EA's fault that they have that reputation. Sure. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't think I don't think that's unfair. I, I don't know. I feel like we should react to events as the events and not as like like EA doesn't deserve the benefit of the doubt, but uh, they deserve to be treated the same way for doing the same thing as other publishers. 
Why? Yeah. If this was if this was a publisher that I trust that doesn't do things like this, I'd go, man, that's really rough. That's fucked up. And I would have the same level of anger uh, towards them. But if they changed it and they admitted their mistake, then I would say, all right, you know what? They don't do things like this historically. They 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 recognize they screwed up and they walked it back. That's fine. I've had instances like that with Blizzard before, but they do the right mm-hmm. thing ultimately, yeah. and so I trust them. I don't trust EA. It's as simple as that, and I have every reason not to. I, I think that's fair, and I think even though they have this hat in hand comment, I I think to a point that Thompson made earlier, considering how much we've seen this change in the past few weeks, like we don't know what this game's gonna look like in another six months. Yep. Um. So I, you know, I imagine there'll be more stories around this game in the weeks to come, in the months to come, but <laughs> I think for now, it seems as though the controversy has died down, and it's going to just be interesting to see where the court of public opinion ultimately falls on this game, and how it, how it does sales-wise, where, you know, where all the ultimate reviews net out, all that kind of stuff, um, so I guess we'll have to see. But uh, I think that's going to wrap it up. For episode 30 here on the Video Game Pals. So remember, if you guys want to write in uh, with your thoughts about EA and Star Wars and all the stuff that's going on or um, any other stuff we talked about this week, you guys can hit us up at thevideogamepals at gmail.com or you can follow us on social media at the Comics Pals, anywhere your social media is sold. Uh, if you guys want to do us a huge favor, if you're an audio listener, you guys can give us a like on your platform of choice. Uh, if you want to jump over to iTunes and give us a rating again, that would be hugely appreciated. It really helps us out, helps the show get discovered. If you guys are on YouTube, you can like the video, subscribe to the channel, and as always, share the show with your friends if you haven't already. Um, let them know that we're out here, that you like our podcast, think that they might like it too, and uh, help the, the pals grow, as it were. Um, so, until next week, we're, uh, we're the Video Game Pals, and we'll, uh, we'll see you. I can't think of anything witty or just, like, mean to Pete, so, yeah. Have a good one, guys. Thanks for listening.